everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. And before I get into the topic and introduce Dr. Daniels to the forefront, if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button so you get notified when we drop a new video. Now, this will be the last podcast episode for 2019. So we're going to take our Christmas break, but we're going to leave you with a good one. And um, but make sure you subscribe to us on podcasts as well, as well as on YouTube. So, Dr. Daniels, welcome to the show. Good. Good day to you as well. And good day to all those that are um, enjoying the holiday season so far. Yes. And it has been uh, a busy one. And it's I don't know about you, Dr. Daniels, but I've encountered a bunch of crazy people on the highway acting like they have lost all their senses. Now that the holiday season is upon us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't understand it. Dot Dan. It's like, what is going on with people? And like, they just like driver's ed went out the window on right at the, uh, right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe everybody's in a different spirit, you know, maybe they, <laughs> uh, rather than having the Holy spirit. <laughs> right. You got other, the other kinds of spirits yeah. that are in them. <laughs> right. Which is not, which we got to, like you say, remember the reason for the season. These right. people on the highway don't remember the reason for the season. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Dr. Daniels brought me a good topic uh, last night. He said, CB, we need to cover this. And if you haven't seen it on the news, um, President, former President Obama makes a statement that women are better leaders than men. Mm-hmm. And of course, on the news and all the you know, talking heads has an opinion to share about that. So now we're going to talk about it. We're going to add to that and and see where this goes. So Dr. Daniels, what is your opinion? Are women better leaders than men? You you know, I, I think that it's, it's situational, you know, uh, but in the context of what he said it, um, I love uh, uh, 44th president. I think he was a great man. Uh, I think he has a wife that certainly um, has great leadership qualities, uh, very well educated. Um, however, I have to disagree with him on this one. You know, uh, the context that he was talking about, from what I understand, um, centered around um, a political arena, you know, uh, because there was a, a certainly there was a um, a overwhelming um number of women that were recently, you know, voted into, into Congress. And, and I applaud them, you know, take nothing away from them. Uh, and certainly um, I was very hopeful that we would have had our first female president. Uh, but I don't think, and I think it's a fallacy to presume that just because of your gender, it makes you a good leader. You know, I've not seen any evidence to corroborate that myth. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, General speaking, mm-hmm. you know, that you know, speaking in general here that most people have the have the thought process that men think logically and women think emotionally. Mm-hmm. So does that have something to do with the statement that, you know, when women are better leaders than men or vice versa? I, I th- is there, here, here, here is the to me, the um, the interesting thing about that. Women like to say that they are smarter than men. They, they pride themselves on saying that. They pride themselves on saying 
a happy life, happy wife. And in other words, in order to have a happy home, right. the woman must be happy. Man can be miserable, don't matter. But if the woman is happy, then everything is going to be great. Uh, women like to pride themselves on those kinds of statements. They like to say that, you know, we are equal. We can do anything a man can do. If women truly thought that women were greater leaders, it would seem to me, since women are in the majority, that Hillary Clinton would be the president. A very good point. It would also seem to me that if women are wiser than men, since women are in the majority, and we know that the majority of the women voted for Donald Trump, it would also suggest to me that something is not right with that logic. Yeah. But but now for that aspect of things, so hasn't the seat of the presidency become more of a popularity contest versus who can actually do the job? Well, but again, we're talking about leaders. Right. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. So if that's the case, if women voted for Donald Trump based on popularity, um, would you want your leader to um, make decisions based on popularity? Oh, no. no. So even that says something different. Yeah. You know, biblically, and I know a lot of the ladies won't appreciate this, but biblically, I mean, certainly the Bible indicates that uh, men are more equipped to handle those things that uh, we would consider leadership qualities. Now, you know, they can disagree, but I'm just saying biblically, that's what it says. You know, uh, the Bible says clearly that the husband is head of the household. That means he's smarter than everybody else. It just says he is the leader in the household. Uh, similarly, uh, if you look at the qualifications that the Bible outlines for the leader of the local church assembly, all those qualifications lend themselves to being a man. Right. So, you know, um, and, and also, um, interestingly enough, when Paul was instructing one of his uh, mentees, Paul said um, um, that a woman should never usurp authority over a man. In fact, he said, let the women be silent. <laughs> so, um, you know, so biblically, it, 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 it appears, you know, I don't know if everyone thinks God is smarter than everybody else. I happen to think he is. But biblically, he declared that men should position themselves in leadership roles. Yeah. And as much as I, I agree with, even with some feminists out there, with you know, the views that they have, when you go back to the Bible and you go with what it says to do, things just seem to work out, mm-hmm. you know? So do you want to, you know, do you want to swim upstream to go back to where you came from, you know, or do you want to swim downstream where it's much easier? Life is much easier to do. Like how you were saying, happy wife, happy life. But if it's like, it's the same thing with the Bible is trying to tell you. It's like, if you do things this way, mm-hmm. you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Just go ahead and do it this way. And you, I guarantee you it'll work out. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and I'll say this, you know, if you ask the average woman who, the, who they want to given the choice of working for a man or a woman, the average woman will always say, I'd rather work for a man. That, that's the irony of it. So if women really thought that the best leaders were women, why is it that they don't even want to work for a woman? <laughs> They prefer working for a man. And they'll say things like women are too emotional, you right. know, th- things like that. And th- that doesn't mean that women aren't smart. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean your intelligence level is not there. But leadership is not always about the person that can, 
you know, um, utilize a calculus formula the best, you know. Right. Leadership is not necessarily about who has the greatest grasp of history or who has the greatest, you know. That's not what leadership is about. Leadership, generally speaking, is about being that individual that can pull people together, but also that person that can step out and take the risk and and stand by that risk, you know. Yeah. You know, and sometimes the leader is the one that can take the bullet, Yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and because most leadership positions require you to go into the unknown. If you're not dealing with the unknown, you really aren't leading. You know, right. you know, you're just mimicking what has already been done. Right. And so if I'm going into the unknown, that's the person that can best take the bullet. Yeah. And, and usually, you know, that's the person sometimes who has the least fear of death or that person that, that, um, is willing to take the greatest risk. And, and oftentimes women are not real risk takers, but men are, you know, right. and some people say it's because they're crazy, but for whatever reason, but, a leader has to be a risk taker. But now to all this, let's be all fair, right? In all fairness to women. Sure. If you have a woman who on one hand you say, okay, they're not you, but in mm-hmm. general speaking, say they're too emotional, right? To be a leader. But then if you have a woman who is not or does not show emotion, which is my opinion of why Hillary Clinton did not win, mm-hmm. she acted too much like a man, mm-hmm. you know, for mentality wise. But that's right. what you're but if that's what society is saying they want as a leader, then you have a female that acts that way, she gets shunned. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double-edged sword for women to and to step up to be a leader and have the leadership qualities that we are asking or society is asking or looking for a leader to have. So if a woman takes a risk, like, like think about it. If we think about women who take risk or risk takers, mm-hmm. we tend to not look at them in the same light as people who are as women that, you know, that are emotional and staying behind the scenes and doing like supporting their man. You know, we don't look at them the same way. Well, I'm, I hear what you're saying and I agree that it's a not, it's not always a level playing field. Right. I agree with that. But uh, I'm in my life. I've never faced a link, a, a level playing field anyway. So, you know, the, the, the fact that um, women are systematically, um, I guess, not given fair treatment. Well, I've been black all my life. Right. So I have systematically not been given fair treatment, but that, that has not affected my ability to serve as in a leadership capacity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and not just a leader of people in my own culture, but in general. Okay. And, and I'm not saying that, that all women are fearful of taking risks. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that if you think about, um, if you take, for example, a young girl, six years old, you take a young boy, six years old, uh, and you put them out. No, I already know where you're going with this. Right. And you you put them out there somewhere and let's say they have to jump a ditch that's six feet wide. Right. And neither one of them thinks they can do it. You better believe the boy's going to try anyway. Right. He's going to take that risk and fall in and break his leg. (laughs) Because, you know, you know, I don't know what that is within us, that innate thing within us, is that we will take the risk, you know, we will do that, which 
it's almost like we want to do what's impossible. You know, yeah. it's like that's a part of how we function, you know, for whatever reason. And so I'll, I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, in, in most leadership roles, that's what you need. You need somebody who's willing to take a risk because if you're not taking a risk, you're not leading me. Right. Right. Yeah. I, and I will say that in that story, <clears throat> that analogy you just gave is very true. And because I have two kids, one now is seven, the other one is five. And my five-year-old son will do some of the craziest things possible. And I'll be looking at him like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. My daughter, on the other hand, will not do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then we tend to say the words, oh, she is so smart. Mm-hmm. Look at her. She's not going to do that. Right. And then it, inadvertently you say to your son, when you do, like, you, why are you acting so dumb? Why are you doing that? Right. He's looking, you know, looking up like, oh, okay. But it's like, we... <clears throat> You know, you try to catch yourself and you're not labeling mm-hmm. kids, but you just can't help it sometimes. Like, why do, and then, okay. <laughs> why, it's one thing to be risky, to take certain risks, mm-hmm. right, as men as leaders. But some things are just plumb stupid that some men do. Well, I think there's some things that women and men do that are stupid, you know. So, I mean. So, you th- so you think by, because of the, the law of averages, men doing it, do stupid things more than women because they're in a leadership position. No, 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 no. I think women and men do things equally stupid. But I think when it comes to stretching the boundaries, men tend to be on the forefront of that. You know, it's like, for example, um, when you think of making new discoveries in general, right, mm-hmm. and new discoveries, um, who would say to themselves, I'm, I'm living in an environment where the average temperature is 80 degrees. I'm just curious. I wonder what Antarctica is like. <laughs> right, right. You know, that's the kind of stuff that men tend to do. Now, you had Amelia Earhart who, you know, certainly stepped out and, you know, tried to, you know, circumnavigate the world in an airplane. Didn't make, she didn't make it, but she tried. But that's, that's not the norm. See, that's, that's a rare thing. Mm. There are some young girls that do some things, but that's not the norm. But for guys, it's the norm. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's stuff that they will readily do. You know, I remember when I was, you know, like maybe seven years old, you know, we lived in a one-story house, okay? Now, we climbed on top of the house with an umbrella. Yeah. And our thought was, we could jump off and an umbrella would be the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, see, that's the kind of stuff a guy will do. Right. You know, I mean, because you, 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 you'll step out, you know, some people say you all were crazy, but I'm just saying, you know, right. That's what, that's the risk that a guy would take. Now, my sister wouldn't do that. You know, they would look at you do it and we would tell them, come on, but they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know, they, they, they just wouldn't um, go to the edge like a guy would. I'm not saying that's the only leadership quality, but I'm saying, when you think about people leading you, that's, you know, you want that person that has a little bit of edge with them. That's willing to go beyond the, the, you know, the veil a little bit, you know, to, 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 to go as, as they said in the Star Trek, you know, thing to go where no man has ever gone gone before. before. You know, you, you kind of want that. Um, it doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that men always make better decisions than women, Uh, you know? Um, but one thing I will say that generally speaking Men, um, men decisions are less emotional than a woman's decisions. Right. You know, they're less emotional. 
Uh, men are more apt to cheat than a woman. At least that's been my, and I say cheat, I don't mean with another person because. You mean cheat like cheat, cheat on the test or something. Right, right. Because cheating cheat on taxes. Right. Because like other things is equal opportunity. Women cheat right. just like men cheat. But as far as, you know, that, that idea of, you know, I will do whatever is necessary to get. Men tend to be, you know, more willing to do that kind of stuff. Right. Well, that's what you kind of want your leader to do. You know, you kind of want your leader to say, you know what? We're going to win at all costs. Right. <laughs> you know, not that we're going to play fair. Right. They're thinking about the result and where some women are thinking about the journey to the right. resort, you right. know, to the result. Process. Right. And they, they, you know, we want we want an equitable process. Well, but the man is thinking, no, I want to win at all costs. <laughs> right, right. You know, and 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 so I'm just saying from that standpoint, it, it tends to, to sway that way. See, I think that oftentimes when men say things like that women are better leaders, it's because they're trying to placate women. That's what I think, you know, truth of the matter is, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I hear Steve Harvey say that and, and Obama said that and people, you know, you know, people, I, I think, I think that's why they say it, you know, because they may say it, but they don't act that way. Yeah. Especially Steve Harvey. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's my, what I do is because if I think more logically on a certain aspect, I will go to my wife and be like, Hey, this is a sanity check on this. Mm-hmm. Am I doing this? Is my thought process right in this? Because I could be leaving something out. Even if I try to flip, you know, to the other side, sure. look at it from another perspective, I might miss something. You know, everybody has a blind spot. And how we talked about um, last podcast, you know, making sure that you you marry somebody that's there to help you, you know, right. you know. So it's like okay, make you better, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I guess the question I have is: in order for a person, whether male or female, be a great leader, they have to basically put someone around them that fills their holes. Yeah, and, fills their gaps. and that's a part of being a good leader. Again, that this is not to say that no woman can be a leader. That's you know, as far from, you know, anything I would espouse, I think there have been great women who have been great leaders, you know? Um, so, you know, I think at worst case scenario, one should say that there is, you know, an e, there is the innate uh, ability for equality in who can be a good leader. And I think that's a true statement. But the reason why I think men tend to be better leaders it's not because women lack the intellect. I think it's a cultural thing that creates leaders. I think our culture creates men to be leaders and it doesn't necessarily create women to be leaders. So what's the role of the church in that though? Well, see, I, I, if, it, if I go by the role of the church, then my job is not to create a woman as the leader. My job is to create the man as a leader. And the, here's the thing. There is not a woman I know of that does not want their husband to be a leader. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. They want a man that can be the leader. They want a man that can take care of things, that can make decisions, that can, that can ensure that they are safe and secure. You know, and see, that's the leadership quality. They don't want a man that when something happens, they got to handle it. You know, if, 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 that's not what they want. They don't right. want a man that has to figure out, you know, they don't want a man in their life where they got to, the woman has to figure everything out. If somebody break in the house, that the husband is 
hiding under the bed and she got to run downstairs and check it out. You know, that right. ain't what they want. Right. They don't want a man that if, if something goes wrong in the home, that they have to always make the correction. They want the man to be able to say, listen, let me check on this HVAC system. Let me check on this plumbing. You know, that's what they want. Right. So even women want to create men that are leaders because women want leadership in their homes. So as a pastor, if I'm going to do the job that, that meet the needs of the congregation, especially, you know, because I have more women in the congregation than men, I need to create males who are leaders. Right. I need to create young men who are willing and who understand that, that their role is to be the leader in the household. Their role is to uh, ensure that the needs of their wife are, are met. And if I'm going to show the needs of my wife are met, I can't do that being a follower. Right. I got to do that by being a leader. Now you mentioned something just then that I always wanted to ask you about, which is the congregation is probably 70 to 80%. What? And for us, for us 65, 35. Now I know uh, for a fact that on, for YouTube that's listening, a hundred percent of the people because YouTube statistics say 100% of the people that subscribe to the channel is women. Well, I can tell you this. According to my Bible study, the people that pick us up quickest are men. Are men. I'm yeah. serious. Yeah. They're the ones, when I, when I go to Bible study, first I had some Wednesday night, how many heard the last podcast? I've only had one time that more women said yes than men. Hmm. That's good. Now, the, where I'm going with this is, if it's 6535, do you have an issue or you have troubles catering your message on Sundays or the vision of the church when you're talking to mostly a female congregation? No, I don't. Because, see, unlike some people, I'm not trying to be popular. Gotcha. You know, see, that's what I'm saying. So I think people that make those statements are making them because they're trying to sell something. They're trying to be popular. That's, my job is not to be popular. My job is to be truthful. And so the, the same things that impact women and impact men and, and, and vice versa. Right. But if I'm going to truly cater to my female audience, I need to help them understand how they can generate a generation of strong men. Mm. Because, see, here's the thing. Men that have grown, let's, let's face it, in our culture, right, if, if we are to go by statistics, in our culture, most of the homes are headed by females. Right. right. And I don't care what culture you go to, they always will tell you that the woman runs the home. Right. Right? I mean, I don't yeah. care what, what, if that be true, if she's running the home, then if there's a lack of strong men it's because she taught them to be weak. That's right. Because she ran the home. If you got a home that's a lot of, if you have a lot of single mothers, right? Then again, that says what? Somehow she, she probably was not trying to, but she taught them to be weak. So my job as a pastor is to help them understand that even though they were not, you know, trying to teach your sons to be weak, they did. And so what you do is, you make it bad for the next generation. So, and it keeps, you know, it's a circular kind of thing. My job is to break the cycle and to help women understand that if you are the single mother, you need to teach your son to be the leader in the home. 
But what they do is not always that. And I'll give you an example. In most households, if you have two children and they're both of, say you have four children in the household, if you have the oldest is the man, is the, is the boy and the boy is, let's say, 16, the next oldest is a girl and she's 15. When mom goes away, you know who she tells to watch the younger kids? The 15-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. She makes the girl the leader. Right. Right? So the 16-year-old boy has the freedom to do whatever he wants to do. Right. You know, when she's cooking Thanksgiving dinner, she pulls the girl in there with her. Yep. Right? I'm just saying, she makes the girl responsible, you know, for things. The boy has the freedom. So she created an environment where the boy has not functioned as the leader. So when he becomes an adult, he doesn't function as the leader then either. Right? And then we say, then they say about the young, you know, when you marry that guy, you say, you know, he ain't nothing. He right. ain't this, he ain't that. Well, it's because someone had taught him, someone taught him to be what he is. Right. So my job is help them understand that by virtue of you acting or treating your children that way, you create boys who become men who are not strong leaders. But then they want the man to be a leader. Right. You see. Um, so again, that's my function. That's why no, I don't try to cater to the women. I try to educate the women that you need to ensure that your sons or if you are a single mother, that your sons are not given a pass. Yeah. You know, now right now somebody's listening or watching this and they're, you know, they're, they're bubbling right mm-hmm. now. Right. They're, they're somewhat angry. And I, you know, I don't know what they would say, but let's say somebody comes at you with a negative, um, a negative attitude towards this type of subject mm-hmm. with um, women not being as good as leaders you know, as men or the way the church is looking at things, what's really your, your answer to that? Do you just throw the Bible right back, right at to them? Or do you sit down and listen to their complaint and say, you know what? I hear you, but this is what. You do. Oh, absolutely. I listen to their complaint. I, I, I certainly will. Let's just presume that the person that's not, uh, the person that's upset is female. Cause I don't think you're telling me the guy would be upset. Right. Right. So let's say it's the woman who will be upset. See, that's an easy thing. It's really easy. What do you want as a man? It's just that simple, right? right? What do you want as a man? What do you want your husband to be like? Now, I don't know many women. There may be two or three in the whole world that might say, I want a man that will do everything I want him to do. And I want a man that um, when push comes to shove, he cowers down and let me take over. <laughs> you see, that, that doesn't happen, right? Right, right. Every, every woman I know wants a man that will take care of her. Yeah. Right? A man that will be the man. Being the man and being the leader is not being the dictator. See, I never said he was the dick, be the right. dictator. I said be the leader. Right. right. Leaders are the kind of people that create an environment so you want to follow them. Mm-hmm. That's a true leader. Right. Right. If you don't want to follow me, I'm not a leader. I'm a dictator. Yeah. I'm talking about true leadership qualities. And so that's what I'm saying. We need to develop leaders. Now, again, I'm just saying culturally, we push our boys to be leaders more than our girls, even though sometimes we don't necessarily rear them, in my opinion, in the right way. 
but that's what society has done. Society right. has pushed them that way. Right. If you play sports, you're not taught to be the follower, He's taught right. to be the leader. Yep. Right. In any kind of sport, that's what you're taught to be. If you're in school, you're not taught to be the follower. You're taught to be the leader. But generally speaking, even if you, if you have a teacher and they're asking people to lead, they generally speaking, they look to the guys to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's a cultural thing that right. we have. Right. So I'm not, again, that's why I say I'm not saying the intellect is, is lacking in women. No, women are very smart. There's no doubt about that. They're very smart. My personal, my primary care physician is female, right? Uh, my, my oncologist, you know, who I treasure dearly because that, you know, that's the one that makes sure that I'm not dying from cancer. Right. Right. She's a female. I selected her because she's a female <laughs> because I, I wanted to get the best and the brightest. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. But just because they're my doctors don't mean they're great leaders. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just doesn't. They, they could be, I don't know. I don't, I'm not at that practice. Yeah. Right. But I don't, they know their stuff. Let me put it like that. So what, what you're saying, should we, since we're basically a society pushing the men to be more leaders. Mm -hmm. And we should. And we should. But sh on the flip side of the coin, should we also be trying to train women to be leaders as well? Because if they're stuck in a situation where they're, you know, the senior family homes and now they have to be a leader, mm -hmm. but they don't have the tools to be a leader. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what the, well, um, yes, you should equip everyone to lead situationally. I guess that's what I would say. Situationally. Right. Um, can women lead a country? Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. A woman could be president and do a great job. Um, just like Congress, I've, you know, I voted for, for female, you know, myself in the past. All I'm saying is that institutionally, you know, when people say women make the best leaders, it flies in the face of history. Yeah. If women were the best leaders, they would have been the best. They would have been, it would have right. been more of them. Right, right, right. You, you know, you don't just, you don't just go through generation after generation picking the worst person to lead you. Right. So apparently somewhere along the line, someone has been saying, you know, I got a choice here. Let's pick this guy right here. I got a choice. Let's pick this guy. You know, let's pick this guy. Look at a monarchy, for example. Certainly, you know, we know in a monarchy, if you are in the bloodline and you're the queen, you are the leader. Yeah. Right. So. And there's been a, a lot of good, been a good lot, queens. A, a lot of queens. But been a lot of queens out now. The leadership is a monarchy. So I can't say they've all been great leaders. What yeah. I know is they've been there. They've been queens. Right. You, you think about. Um, and I, I'm trying to think of her name, um, but she was the uh, queen of Spain um, back uh, during the, um, the, the 1800s. I can't think of her name, uh, but she was a young girl, you know, that was the queen of Spain. By virtue of her being a queen, did that make her a good leader? And she's a teenager, you right. know? Right. Uh, well, well, no. That's but she probably was taught because she was in a leadership position. Well, she had men around her that was probably making all the decisions of war. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just saying that here's why I say that. Um, if you look at 
Um, what do people prefer, a queen or a king? I would say a king. I know. Right. Okay. You know, in chess, <laughs> you sacrifice the queen. Right. To save the king. Yeah. That's, that's a cultural thing. Right. That we right. have determined that that's how we think. Usually how you think is based on something empirical. You know, I'm saying usually it is. Not always, but right. usually it's based on something empirical. There's some evidence that suggests something to make you go that way. Again, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that there aren't, haven't been great leaders. As you said, there have been some wonderful queens, right? Queen, right. queen Elizabeth was a wonderful queen. There's been some great queens, and especially in our culture, in African culture, there have been a lot of great female leaders. There's no doubt, you know, you think of the Underground Rail, Rail, Railroad, Harriet Tugman, you know, McLeod, Bethune, great leaders, obviously. But that still doesn't say that women make better leaders than men. You know, I, I guess that's the point I'm making. I'm saying in general, if, you, if all things being equal, all things being equal, usually men rise up to leadership roles faster. And I, I know some women will say, well, you just said all things being equal. No, I mean it that way. If they have the same education, right? right. Same education, the same intellect. Usually the man will end up being the leader because men are risk takers. That's what I'm saying. They take, they'll take the risk. They, they may make a mistake, but they'll take the risk quicker than a woman to take the risk. And usually leaders are those that take risk. Yeah, I agree. Leaders usually do take risk. And, and that's the facts. And, they, and, they, and then they also influence people. Yeah. You know, so they're, you know, usually a leader is very good at being able to influence people and get people to buy in mm-hmm. to the vision. Yes. Of where the company or the organization or the family mm-hmm. is going, you know. Joan of Arc was a good leader. Yeah. She was a female. Men rallied behind her. Of course, she didn't last too long, but, right. you know, but I'm just saying. But, you know, um, I just think if you poll 100 women and ask them, who would you rather work for, a man or a woman? I think the majority was ever work for a man. Right. You know, I've worked for females as my managers before, and I enjoy working for them. I've worked for men as my managers before, and I've enjoyed them. But I will say the men I work for, they would stretch the envelope more than a woman would. They would take a chance before a woman would. And maybe yeah. because women feel compelled, like, well, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get, you know, kicked too hard. I don't know what their reason yeah. is, but I'm just saying the men would take that risk. They would step out, you know, yeah. quicker than a female would. Uh, and, 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 you know, and so, as a guy, you kind of want that. You know, yeah. you want somebody that's going to say, look, let's, let's, let's take a chance. And you know the 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 flip side of the coin is I'm be honest with you, being in a leadership role isn't really fun. When you really sit down, if if you ever been in a leadership role, for people listening, it's not fun. No. Most most people that that are running organizations and things like that, they're doing it because that's what their you know their belief system and they're passionate about. But if you ask them, is this fun? No. Like I'm willing to bet, Pastor Daniels, if I was to ask you, you know, how many days out of the month do you wake up and you like, man, I've got to go do this. But you motivate yourself, you pray, you get out of bed, you go do it. But you're leading a church. 
And and for the people listening, this is just not a I wake up on Sunday morning, preach two times, and I go home. In fact, I'll say this for you. Um, I would much prefer not to be a leader. True, not just yeah. in, not just in church, at home too. Right, <laughs> <laughs> at home too. Right. I would love it if I didn't have to worry about yeah. things happening in my home. I would yeah. love it as if you know when the car needed inspections, it wasn't me that made it happen. Get it done. Right. I would love it as if you know when things happen with the plumbing. I didn't have to deal with it. I, the whole nine yards. I would love it if when the snake crawled in the house, I wasn't the one that had to get the snake out. Right. <laughs> you know, but that ain't what happens. Yeah. You know, I mean, to me, I mean, I, I hear women complain about things like that, but I, you know, I say to myself, uh, I wish I had somebody who take care of me. Yeah. You know, the, the, I, you know, the crazy thing is, cause I run two companies. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in, when we was having the management meetings at the church and I was sitting in there one day, I said, why did I volunteer for this? I'm already got to lead two things. Mm-hmm. Why do I step up for this? Mm-hmm. I said, well, God told me, you know, this, he led me here. So I'm going to be here. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But when you're already leading something, and I don't need people to understand this. When you're already leading something, mm-hmm. usually the last thing a person wants to do is to go back in a leadership role. Right. Because most great leaders start out being great followers. Absolutely. I would like, I'll sit there. Sometimes I've walked to you, uh, Pastor Danes, I'd be like, what do you need me to do? <laughs> you know, what do you, need? you understand? Right. So what do you need me to do? And then sometimes if I already know what you need, I just go take care of it. Mm-hmm. And they don't even tell you about it. Right. And yeah. I keep telling the people at the church, Hey, do that. He just, you know, he needs it. Don't go ask him about it because you're going to get a thousand different. Never talk about you in front of your face. Stop that. <laughs> now, everybody's going to get a kick out of this. You can ask Dr. Daniels for something or to do something. He is going to give you this long process that you was not expecting to get. Mm-hmm. But if you would have just went ahead and did it and got the same result, he would have been all right with it. That's right. But if you come ask the man, what he needs, he's going to tell you exactly how he would do it. And I guarantee you, it ain't going to be how you would do it. 99 <laughs> out of 100, you're absolutely right. You know, and it's simple. Right. It's because I do it thinking about more than other people think about. You know, like it's like one person may say, like, let's say car- se- selecting carpet color. Mm-hmm. One person may just say, you know, it's simple to me. Let's get brown in here. You know what I'm thinking the whole time? This other person, this other lady, you know, who then, you know, who whose mother da 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 da, da and and she wanted the carpet to be purple, and so I do. Am I going to offend her if I go ahead and let you get brown brown carpet? And sister, so and sister Jenkins, she <laughs> wanted to be the decorator of the church. Now should right. I let you decorate that? See, I'm thinking all that kind of stuff is going on in right. the back of my mind. Whereas the other person's like, hey, brown covers dirt. Get brown that way when they spill something, it's a done deal. You know? Right. But I'm thinking about all the other little things that it might impact. Because most people, I mean, I'm using a simple example, but just like, in, you know, in your yep. field, other people aren't going to be thinking about all the ripple effects. Right, right. But you'll be thinking the ripple effects, not just the, the, the thing that, you know, has to take place. 
And 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 that's what keeps leaders up at night. Yeah. You know that, that ripple effect. Is this going to affect this, or this going to affect that? Right? right. That's why. That's why Obama got gray hair. <laughs> you know, so quickly because the average person just going to make it happen. Right. Whereas the manager is thinking about everything that might happen. You know, and trying to check all those blocks out. I, I would. You know, um, leadership is not easy, as you say. It isn't easy. Uh, is is a man physically built for it? Well, according to the Bible, he is. Yeah. Physiologically, the Bible says a man's body is built to handle pressure. Right. And I know women, y'all have babies, and I've heard this a hundred thousand times. Well, you don't know the pressure of having a baby. You're right, I don't. I certainly don't. Never been pregnant. Probably never will get pregnant, you know. So that's life. Uh, but that had nothing to do with the price of tea in China on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that, right. Is that biblically our bodies have been built to withstand more stress? That's what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Well, we've covered a lot today, and um, I think it's a good a good uh, episode to leave 2019 on. Yeah. So, what's your um, plans, Dr. Daniels, for uh, 2020? Well, 2020, you know, we we got some interesting things from we were trying to reorganize, uh, not trying, I am reorganizing the uh, structure of um, how the church operates because it's, you know, we have to start thinking about not just um, 2020, we have to start thinking about 2030. Yeah. And so we're structuring now to cover us for the next 10, restructuring the cover for the next 10 years. Because what I want to make sure we do is um, um, needs are generational and needs have changed. And so we want to make sure that we are structured to deal with all the needs of all of our members, you know, in the church and also our community and, um, you know, make sure we get, we, we put, put most of our effort in to our primary focus, which is getting souls saved. You know, that's the primary thing. So that we, you know, we're going to be doing that, but at the same time, um, I'm a year older. And so, uh, I want to have a year more fun, you know, uh, as well. So, so I'm trying to balance those two things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. You know, we don't spend enough time enjoying that, what the gift that God gave us, the the very basic gift, which is life and being present in the moment. Absolutely. That's why it's called present. That's it. All right. Thank y'all so much for joining us. This is your host, CB Baker. Till next time.